0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Worship Where You Are. We are so glad that you are joining us today on this day after Christmas. My name is Rachel. This is Michael. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with us.
1: That's right. We love Worship Where You Are. And if you're unfamiliar with Worship Where You Are, this is a day where we don't gather in our church buildings really to give volunteers who volunteered for all of our different Christmas services a break. And we actually gather in our homes or wherever you're at. We are one church in your location, in every location. And I am so excited to really worship with everyone today.
0: Yeah, so am I. So wherever you're watching from today, if you're streaming us on Facebook or on YouTube, go ahead and like the service that helps people find us, or go ahead and share with someone that you know who'd really benefit from an in-home worship experience today, it's gonna be great.
1: Yep, and I'm excited to worship, bef- but before that, Rachel, I have a question for you. Okay. What, I-, I mean, so Christmas was yesterday, yep. I'm dying to know, what is your favorite family Christmas tradition?
0: Okay, so my favorite family tradition is piling all the kids into the minivan, we all grab our hot chocolate, Many people are in jammies and we just drive around town and we look at all the different lights and the, you know, the inflatables and all those kind of things. And so that is my favorite thing to do. That's so fun. Um, okay, question for you on a different note. Okay. What is, what's the most awkward Christmas present you've ever received?
1: That's a good question. So when I turned 16, so a little ba- bit of a backstory, my family, we get one big Christmas present and a few like stocking stuffers. Yeah. When I just turned 16, I just got a car, and my present was for car tires, which oh. today that would be awesome. I would love four car tires, yeah. but back then, a 16-year-old isn't super excited about car tires.
0: No Times It was a little changed, awkward.
1: <laughs> It was a good. Job. Hey,
0: they got you what you wanted, yeah, right? And what you needed. Yes. Yeah, anyway, yeah. wherever you guys are watching from today, uh, we're just so glad that you're here. Let's head over to worship and a message from Matt, and we will see you back here in a bit.
2: Welcome everyone to the day after Christmas and welcome to Worship Where You Are Sunday and welcome to my living room. So we thought that this could kind of be a fun place for us to film the the day after Christmas and I mean, let's be honest, anytime that I get a chance to preach in sweats sweats and PJs, well, I am a fan of it. So we're trusting that yesterday was a great Christmas for you and for your family and for your friends. You know, years ago, we started to have this Sunday be a service that we would have a chance to be able to gather online, uh, really for a few different reasons. One reason is that it gives our our volunteers and our staff a break after they have just put on four days of services. It gives them a little bit of space and time to be with family. But the other reason why we did it is because for so many people, they're traveling during this particular time. This particular Sunday is a pretty low attended Sunday. And so it gives us a chance as a church to still be able to gather and connect as one church, even though we are a lot of different places right now. So you may be at your grandparents' place. What's up, grandma and grandpa? And uh, and you're in some other state. You could be sitting at an airport right now, waiting to get on a flight to head to see family or go on vacation. Look, wherever you are right now, we're glad that you're taking time to worship with us in this service. And my guess, too, is that wherever you are, most likely, uh, you're kind of recovering from yesterday. You're probably recovering from the last few weeks because let's be honest, like, it can take a day or two or five to really recover from Christmas. Like when it came to Christmas gatherings, some of you this particular year, like you were like tired of not getting the chance to be able to see family and friends. And so for this Christmas, you got together with like as many people as you possibly could. Others of you, like you're still in a place right now where you're not able to get together with people for many different reasons. You could be immunocompromised, Uh, you could still just not be comfortable being around people yet with the fear of COVID and everything. I know some people who have gotten COVID during this time and they're having to quarantine as a family during this particular season of Christmas and couldn't be together. So, Or or, or maybe, I think this is true for a lot of us, you got together yesterday with some some family and friends, and there might be (laughs) a mixture of people who think differently about the way things are going right now in the world. Like the hot subjects and different things like that, those conversations, let's be honest, can get a little awkward. (laughs) Maybe you're even watching this message with some of those people right now, and I'm stirring things up. Sorry about that. So... Some of you, look, you had a great Christmas. Others of us, actually, probably more than a few of us, if if we were asked how Christmas was this past year, when we look back at the day, your answer answer probably would be something like, oh, it was fine. (laughs) And the funny thing is, when people say fine, we know exactly what they mean, right? Like, it's a phrase that we use today. Everything's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Fine has become such an interesting word, hasn't it? Because it's one of those words that in many situations when we say it, we actually mean (laughs) that we're not fine. It's as if when we say it, we are trying to kind of like convince ourselves that we are fine, even though we are really not fine. A few of my friends on staff, back when COVID was just beginning, they, they went out and purchased these shirts, which they would wear together. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Maybe a little last minute Christmas gift for you post Christmas that you need to look for on sale. You know, whenever this stuff takes place, we just realize man, we say fine, meaning we're actually not fine. You know, in in the family that I grew up in, we have a different word that we use in these situations to mean fine. It's the word medium. And that word became a word for us actually one particular Christmas. Let me tell you the story. So years ago, before we had moved to Madison, Rachel and I were living in Colorado and our oldest daughter, Hannah, who actually just graduated from college, well, she had just been born. And she was only two months old. And, and so in that season, do any of you remember that season with your kids? We were tired, uh, we, we were tired all the time and trying to figure out like what it looked like for us to deal with a newborn. We had no idea what we were doing. And even though Hannah was so young, we traveled from Colorado to Florida to be with my family for Christmas. Uh, we had arrived and we were looking forward just to having this like laid back, quiet Christmas with my family where we could have extra hands helping us with Hannah and we could maybe, you know, just get some downtime. And so we were staying with my folks while we were there and, uh, and they were, you know, newer empty nesters at the time. My younger sister w- was in college. And so they were empty nesters except for the dog that I had grown up with, who was a black lab named Barkley. So he was this awesome dog, but he was old and, uh, and my parents had shared with us that, that he was not doing all that well, just for us to be aware when we were coming home. Well, while we were there, a few days prior to Christmas, let's just say he really started to go downhill. And finally, on Christmas Eve, his physical struggles had gotten so great that the morning of Christmas Eve, my dad and I had to take him to be put to sleep on Christmas Eve, it was the the worst so so i mean nothing like christmas eve hey merry christmas your dog has to be put to sleep so now the other thing that started that morning was that hannah at two months old she had started to develop this this fever and we didn't know where it was coming from but the fever you know i mean anytime that your two month old is getting a fever you know that's not a good thing and as the day progressed, her fever was getting higher and higher. And finally, it got high enough to where we called a doctor who we knew in town who said that we should go ahead and take her to the ER. And it ended up that like they had to draw vials of blood from her little two-month-old arm to be able to test to see what was going on inside of her. It was awful. Watching your two-month-old you know, have vials of blood taken, I had to leave the room. I couldn't even handle it. So I left the room, went out to call my parents to tell them what was going on. And, uh, and, and they ended up telling us that my little sister who was home as well, that she had an infection and had woke up with a high fever. Hers was going higher and she had to come into the ER as well. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Needless to say, it was a nightmare of a Christmas Eve. But finally that evening, we made it home All of us tired from the day, and uh, shortly after getting home, my older sister, she called us just to say Merry Christmas and see how everything was going. I mean, normally at Christmas, you know, this is one of those days, Christmas Eve, where we have a chance to have just good family time together. Our family would go to church together on that day. It was always a great day. When she asked how we were, my mom paused on the phone and said, um medium. <laughs> yes, it was the worst Christmas ever. My dog died, my daughter, and my little sister had both been in the hospital, and the worst that we could say was medium. <laughs> so from that point on, the word medium, that became the Metzger version of fine, and it's stuck ever since. It is just what you say when things actually are not fine. The reason why I bring this up is because like for many of us, let's be honest, like we would look back at this last year and admit that things have not been fine. In fact, it has continued to be (laughs) in so many cases, crazy town. So it has been a roller coaster of feelings and emotions that we've been dealing with. So if now, if you were at Christmas Eve, you remember us not too long ago, just the other day, talking about roller coasters. In fact, we even created a simulated roller coaster on stage. If you missed those services, take a look at this for a moment. Greatest
3: Christmas coaster of all time. Thrill of hope right here. Let's make this happen. Now remember, we're getting loud. Okay, we're getting to the top. Everybody's hands up. Oh, it looks like we're going right. All right, everybody ready? Here we go, we're getting ready to drop. All right, here we go, Leading right. Ah! that's good that's good that's good okay we're going back up all right I think we're done all right I think that's it that was great wait wait oh no we got a bigger drop coming and we're going down all right and to the left that's good all right we're doing great you guys are doing awesome all right awesome 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 all right oh wait there's another drop coming here turning big turn to the left all right I think we're done all right I think that's it wait 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 oh no that's a loop that's a loop coming at us okay you guys ready here we go we got this here we go everybody up Ah! I think I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up for sure I'm losing it here we go all right let's give him a hand ladies and gentlemen that was amazing
2: yep life has been a roller coaster. so. And what do many of us say when the world turns into a roller coaster and people ask us how we're doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, aka I'm not really fine. You see, in light of this, we decided that during this season, coming right off of Christmas, it might be good for us to put together a series on this subject. And so for the month of January, we have put Together, a series called I'm Fine. We are super excited about it. Take a look at this for a minute. This new series that we are jumping into starts next Sunday, and we're really hoping that you carve out some time to be able to join us as we talk about really four different subjects that are the real answers oftentimes that we give to the word fine. You, you might be, in all honesty, when you say, I'm fine, in reality, you would be saying, I'm exhausted. I I look at the last year and all that I have had to deal with at work and all I have had to deal with at home, all I've had to deal with, with my kids and changing school schedules, everything that has gone on in the world. And I am just exhausted. Or maybe for you, I'm fine means I'm angry. Like, I look at all that is taking place in culture, with people's opinions, on all of these different hot topics, which are extra hot right now, and it just makes me angry. I'm fine. <laughs> or from you, maybe I'm fine really means I'm pretty anxious. Like, I look at the future of, of, of where things seem to be headed in our world, and it just makes me anxious. I'm fine. Or for you, maybe I'm fine means I'm discontent. Like when I look at where I am working, when I look at what I am doing, where I look at all that's going on in my life, I look at it and go, this is not where I thought I would be. And I'm just discontent at where I'm at. I'm fine. See, I'm exhausted. I'm angry. I'm anxious. I'm discontent. These are just four of the subjects that we're gonna cover during this new series, a.k.a. I'm fine. You see, my guess is is that for many of you over this last year and a half of COVID, you know, I'm guessing that you've dealt with at least one of these emotions, if not multiple ones. And in these times, as we contemplate all that's going on in this way of life, like we can easily wonder, like where's God in the midst of all of this? Maybe over the last year, your relationship with God has just slowly kind of like fallen off the radar as you have fallen out of your normal rhythms. Or maybe like due to all that has taken place in culture and society and politics, like you've intentionally walked away from it all. Or maybe for you, like you're committed, (laughs) like you've stayed strong, but in this season, like it's still brought up a lot of hard questions. You know, maybe you're restless and you're wrestling with all sorts of different things that you'd like to be able to ask God about. You know, there is a passage of scripture that in the midst of seasons like this, I feel like, honestly, it can be helpful for us to turn to. It's actually a poem in the book of Psalms, in the Old Testament, written by King David. And it's a passage that is a good one to, to focus on because it reminds us of what's true about God and how he sees us, and, and the fact that he knows us even in the midst of the roller coasters of life that we're on. It's rem- it reminds me of what is true even when I don't feel it. So if you've got your Bibles with you, turn with me in, in your Bibles to Psalm 139. You might have it on your phone or on your tablet. We're going to have it here on the screens for you as well, but let me read some of this passage. Psalm 139 verses 1 through 6. for me to attain. Da- you see, David was not just a great king. He was also known as an unbelievable poet. And, and, and here he is verbally painting this picture for us of God, that, that God not only created us, but, but he knows everything about us. In fact, God knows everything about everything. The, the big theological word that we would use there is the word omniscient, that he is, is, is all-knowing. There is nothing that he doesn't know. There is nothing that God is going to learn because he knows it all. And since we are a part of everything, well, we can deduce to the fact that he knows everything about us. It's amazing to think that the God of the universe who created all things, actually knows us better than we know ourselves. Like, think about that. He knows you better than you know you. He, and he is not he is not too busy. He's not too overcommitted to take time to know everything about you. You see, David is saying that when he stops to think about this, it's just too much for him to actually take in and completely wrap his mind around. So, Now, here's the thing. That is where he starts in this psalm. But it's interesting to see, like, in light of where he starts, it's interesting to see where he actually finishes. Because all of a sudden, there's something interesting that happens at the end of this chapter. Look down with me to verse 23 for just a minute. Let's read there together. He says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. David was just saying, wasn't he at the beginning of the chapter that he knew God knew everything about him and this just blew his mind. So why at the end of the chapter is he inviting God to know him more? I mean, it can easily sound like David forgot that God actually knows him as well as he does. You see, but I think there's actually something different going on in this section. Because isn't it true that there is a difference? There's a difference between knowing that you are known by someone and actually inviting someone in to know you more. There's a difference, isn't there? Like there's a mindset difference. There's a, there's a heart posture difference. Even, even with David understanding that God knew him this deeply, I love that at the end of this chapter, David opens the door for God to come in and kind of search around and, and know him more deeply. You see, The beginning of the psalm shows David's understanding of God, but the end of the psalm shows David's heart towards God. And David invited God not just to know him, but he invited, actually, he invited him in to to lead him. You see, I I think that David understood that there were all kinds of emotions inside of him that he could easily allow to lead him in the situations in his life. But David ultimately wanted to be led by God. So David opens his heart towards God and he invited him to lead him. You see, does that mean that, that David felt good about all of the pain and the struggles of life that he was going through? Absolutely not. Does it mean that, that everything worked out for David the way that David wanted it to? Nope. You see, there are just as many Psalms, when you look at the book of Psalms, just as many where, where he cries out to God in pain and suffering and questioning and wondering where God is as there are places where he's praising God. David knew what it meant to beat upon God's chest and to question where he was. But in the midst of the roller coaster of life that David was on, David's heart opened up rather than closed off. You see, here's the thing. I know about us today that we are in all kinds of different circumstances. And I don't know what those are for you, but in our circumstances as life, we are going to be led by something. And it can be very easy for us to be led by what is going on inside of us. So do we want to be people who are led by our feelings and our emotions, or do we want to be people who are led by a God who, who loves us and knows us better than we know ourselves, who is in control, control of all things? Do I want to be a person who who locks the door of my heart and is led by my my anger or or my fear or or my anxiety or my exhaustion or my frustration? Or do I want to be a person led by God who knows me better than I know me and, and loves me deeply? Does that mean again that everything is going to work out the way that I want it to? Absolutely not. The roller coaster of life is going to continue. So, but it means that I know who's riding the roller coaster with me. You see the door of my heart is open and I allow God to lead in the process. So, Blackhawk Church in this coming year 2022 could it look like for us to move from, I'm fine, to move to, I'm open. I'm open to God knowing us fully. I mean, remember, he already does. And I'm open to him knowing me and leading me forward. What would it look like for us to be a people who, like David, move towards a soft heart and a teachable spirit and an openness to God's work in us. Imagine what he could do in us individually. Imagine what he could do with us as a community together. Let me take a minute to pray for us. God, thank you that you're a God who knows us better than we know ourselves. Would you help us in this new year as we move forward to be people who open our hearts to you and invite you to do deeper work inside of us. God, for some of us, we are being led by all kinds of different feelings and emotions. Would you help us to see those things? Would you meet us in those places? And would you continue to help us to understand who you are as God, the way that you love us, that it might transform who we are, that we might become people who look more like you. So God, would you meet us in those places? Thank you so much for the work you do in our lives.
1: I love that we got the opportunity to sing that worship song together, that that we need God, I need you, Lord. Every hour, I need you. And I love how that just ties so well with what Matt was saying. That we have an invitation not to have a closed heart, but an open heart before Jesus. And when we make the decision to open our hearts to Jesus and trust him, we'll see that we do need him every hour. And that we have an invitation with that as a church community to go into 2022 with that posture. And I'm excited to do that together.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about that too. So we hope that you will come back next week to join us either in person at any of our sites or you can join us online. And we're really excited to kind of dive into this together as a community in the new year. Um, and if you'd like to reach out to us and connect with us, why don't you head to the website and you can find the I'm New button and just say hello and we'd love to be in touch with you.
1: And with that, I want to end by reading some of the scripture that Matt went over today, Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. And it's my invitation that this psalm can be an encouragement for you as you go about your day and your week and really your year, and it's this, the words of David. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Have a great day and we'll see you next week.
0: Happy New Year.